I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You don't just live in your home. You live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Listening to the After Show, the bonus episode series for On Tour with Brian Ray. This is a production of iHeartRadio and Black Barrel Media, and I'm your host, Mandy Wimmer. In the After Show, we dive a little deeper into Brian's thoughts about certain parts of the interviews, as well as expound a bit more on his own experiences on tour. In this episode, we get into Brian's personal Toto story involving a hot tub and the song Rosanna. Hmm. We hear what bands really go through to come up <laughs> to come up with the perfect name. The story behind Brian's so-called little audition at the Super Bowl with living legend Paul McCartney and 100 million people watching on television, and the breaking points both he and Steve had that led them into sobriety. Here's my conversation with Brian Ray. Hello. 
Brian. How are you today? Hey, Mandy. How are you? I'm just great. Seems how, like forever. Right? I mean, yeah. how do you feel? We are fully on tour now. We are at stop three of the tour with now Steve Lukather. We are, yeah. It's just the train keeps a rolling. <laughs> so... Steve, my God, I mean, what an amazing career and very, very long career. I mean, 45 plus years in the industry. You guys started when you were babies yeah. with Marie and Cherie Curry. Uh, yes. Just too crazy. Steve was the boyfriend, as he talks about, and you came in to play guitar. So all of a sudden now there's three guitar players. I mean, any any crazy stories from those days? Yeah, you guys I, didn't really get into that. I, I was just back from a long stay in Switzerland where I had been living sort of for for six months and I had been getting over an injury to my arm and now finally had mobility and I was ready to play and didn't know exactly what I was going to do next. And I got a call from my friend, Joey Brassler saying, Hey, would you join me? Right. Uh, and Steve Lukather with the Curry sisters, Marie and Cherie Curry. And you knew of Steve at that point. Of course. Yeah. yeah right. And I, I loved my buddy, Joey. And I, I think I had met Steve Lukather before. But in any case, I took a second to think it over and then said, yes, I'd love to do that. And uh, so we put this band together, Steve Lukather being the boyfriend of Marie Curry at the time. I don't think they were married yet. And it was going to be like a wall of guitars, three guitar players <laughs> up front shredding away, you know, with our crazy hair flying, you know. Back when all the drugs were working, you know, and, <laughs> you know, back in the day, it was such Setting a the scene. Yeah, it was such a fun time. It wasn't a, a big venue tour. It was like clubs, but they were hot off a new album. And uh, it was just terrific fun. Just wild. Yeah. I would love to have been a fly on the wall with you and Steve Lukather in your heyday on that tour. There's a picture somewhere of at least Joey and I up front shredding away. And I'll see if we can get that. Uh, I've asked Joey for it. Get it out there on social media. Oh, my God. Maybe, thank God, social media wasn't around during those days. Probably for the best it wasn't <laughs> around. I mean, you really don't want to know. Well, so moving on from Marie and Tree Curry, a huge band, Toto. I mean, so many amazing hits. Yeah. I love Toto, Africa, Rosanna. I mean, some of these mega hits. Steve being a founding member, the Picaro brothers, you know, back in high school. I mean, they just did amazing sessions, all these huge hits. What were your thoughts on this band at that time? Well, so as a musician, we were very all aware of the Procaro brothers, right. you know, and uh, Luca Thur and David Page and these guys who were huge, as you said, uh, mm -hmm. session masters, right. you know, getting all the calls for Quincy Jones and for everybody. And, you know, word got out that they were doing sort of a super band out of this uh, group of great uh, accomplished session guys. And there wasn't a bad singer or writer among them. No. They're just terrific. And it's so funny. I remember being, I was on a getaway, as I often do getaway, <laughs> as often as possible getaway. Uh, I was out in Desert Hot Springs at this little place called Two Bunch Palms that I've been going to since forever. And uh, I was in the Mineral Springs, you know, the natural Mineral Springs at 104 degrees. And you're like, ah, oh, a nice <laughs> autumn day. And uh, th this woman comes into the mineral bath and we start a little conversation and uh she you know we're just chatting away she goes oh, my boyfriend just wrote a song for me i just came from the studio and i have a rough mix of it and i go oh that's that's great amazing <laughs> why are you I, telling me this i think that i'm about to hear it 
anyway, uh, she runs off to get her Walkman, because that's what we were listening to back then, and her little, you know, headphones, and brought them into the the side of the uh, mineral pool. And she gives me the headphones. I put it on, and here comes this song, Rosanna. What? <laughs> yeah, it was Rosanna Arquette, and she is playing me this new song no. by Toto. And I'm listening to it. I'm going, oh my God, this is amazing. This is like, this is like a spectacular movie for your ears. Uh, and I and I remember thinking, I don't think it's a single, but <laughs> but it's terrific. Hey, so maybe your instincts were a little off on that one. Yeah, maybe just a little bit. Now, what do I know? <laughs> so who was her boyfriend? Steve Percaro. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah. Wow, what a small world. So did you, when you listened to it, did you know this is Steve Ricaro, this is Toto, or had you... Yeah, okay. I put so it all that, together at that, at point, that got point, got it, okay, yeah. all right, all right, how cool. Yeah. What a crazy story. So one of the funniest stories I think that Steve tells in this interview is the naming of the band Toto. I mean, I, again, I'm not going to do it justice. You just got to go, go listen to his version of the story. It's hysterical. But it definitely raises the point that naming bands is hard. Naming bands, naming companies, name, naming anything is challenging. I mean, it's something you're stuck with forever. You have to love it. I mean, it's it's really hard to figure out, does no one else have it? Does it sound like this? You know, your band, the band, do you guys have any great stories about how did you come up with it? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's so true. It's it's one of those things that you look forward to and you sort of cringe at having to do, naming your band. Right. Because you want it to sort of, you know, portray the feeling, characterize what it is that you're doing in right. some kind of way. Um, and the, the problem is that it always devolves into ridiculous hilarity. And <laughs> in the case of the Bayonets, my band with my buddy Oliver Lieber, uh, currently on hiatus, uh, our naming went on for months oh, and yeah. months of late night texts sending back and forth the dumbest, funniest, <laughs> dirtiest things you've ever heard. It's just back and forth and back and forth laughing our asses off for the longest time until I said, look at man, this is really funny, but we got to find a name. That's we what it always it. comes to that. We got, okay, we got to do this now. Yeah. And I heard a speech by our former president, uh, Barack Obama. Uh-huh. It wasn't a speech actually, it was in the debates. Oh, okay. And he was replying to Mitt Romney, who he was uh, interacting with and said something about uh, Mitt Romney tried to get in a crack about war mm-hmm. and uh, said, you don't need these you know, you know, this or that, or you need more of this and that. And Barack Obama says, well, we don't really need bayonets and horsemen. <laughs> you know, he was making the point right. that, you know, we're fighting a different war now. Right, right. And I just thought bayonets and horsemen, great band name. Right. So we just shortened it down to the bayonets. And so, there you go. That's amazing. And did you, when you texted it to him, was he like, that's it? Or was there some convincing? I think, yeah, I had to lobby him for a while. I, I hired some lobbyists, you know, bought him a, you know, a lunch and lo- lobbied him. Well, you won. Good job. At a certain point, I just said, you know, this is the name. Yeah, we just got to do this. This is the name. Yeah, no, we're, we're done. We're done with this. Yeah. So when you guys are on tour... You guys are human, right? You're traveling. You're in close quarters. You know, there's people get run down. You're going from stop to stop, city to city. You're around a million people. Clearly, you get sick. This is what happens. Mm. And 
Steve talks about, again, hysterical story of when he got food poisoning on stage. And you've told the story before as well about when you had food poisoning on stage and you got through it. Steve, unfortunately, has to run off of stage. And it's completely hysterical. Again, something that you have to listen to. But that happens you know people Mm. people get sick you know and if you're not the front man of a band and they're not necessarily going to cancel the show for you Mm. or maybe sometimes they they have to you guys Mm. don't have understudies this isn't broadway Mm -hmm. how does that work yeah i mean it's a great question It, it it's a miracle that tours aren't canceled more often because somebody got very ill right and uh, it's a miracle that so many shows in a tour go off without a hitch in terms of the band, you know? Right. And in the case of uh, uh, our band uh, with Paul McCartney, it's it's been nearly 20 years. And uh, in 20 years, we only canceled one show and we came and made it up later. And uh, in, Was in it my, because someone got sick? Or? No, uh, Paul got uh, a laryngitis. Oh, okay. And, uh, so you know, of. he came in yeah. and tried. We played the sound check and yeah. he just wasn't feeling like he could put his best show forward. So he wisely pulled the plug and, you know, they understood. We came back and made it up. In the case of me, I was, uh, I was playing with Etta James and the only show I've ever missed was just one that got written down incorrectly and she calls me from santa barbara two hours north of la going we're on in a half hour and you're not here yet so you just wrote down the wrong date i turned white as a ghost whiter than i already was (laughs) and it just felt terrible and uh anyway so were you sick or you just got the date wrong we we got the dates wrong we just got communication wrong and uh yeah that was a tough one to bear but like Steve did, I got food poisoning on, on stage once, as I said in our episode. And man, I don't know how I got through that, but they, they propped me up on a bar stool and I just, you know, played through that. But I got very, very ill. So in in terms of Edda, so did they play the show without you then? They, they just had to go yeah. on with, were you, just, there was one other guitar player? Or? Uh, no, I was usually the only guitar okay. player in her okay. band and the musical director. Okay. So, uh, you know, there were just, there was a sax player who played organ and uh, and sax and sang a lot and a second keyboard player. So they probably just did a whole lot of keyboard and sax solos all night you know? oh my gosh yeah. wow that's nuts yeah that's i mean awesome for her to be able to kind of keep going through all of that but sure. i guess the show must go on yeah the show must go on and etta james is not uh you know uh doesn't have a lack of ability to carry a show you know right of course of course so in talking about people that carry shows the beatles th- there's something about the beatles that i am completely fascinated by and that is that they are still today legends and they are and some of them living legends of course well everybody in the world knows the name the beatles and they were only together for eight years and Steve talks about this, you know, the canon of music that was left by the mm. Beatles and the legacy that was left by the Be- Beatles and only being around for for eight years. Yeah, I mean, they, they did start out earlier than that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, eight years with the name the Beatles. Right. But before that, they were, uh, you know, the Silver Beatles and they, they had a few iterations. Oh, they were. Interesting. Yeah, but that, that final lineup with that name recording as that band with that name was eight years and it's remarkable you're right i mean they're not just legends they're the biggest act ever right there will never be another band that has the kind of 
social culture impact that they had. It's just, no. it's not going to happen again. Uh, right. And uh, it, it is remarkable that in that brief period of time, they left such a mark for generations to come. You know, you see, look out in the audience and you'll see an older gentleman with, you know, his grandchild on, right. on his shoulders singing every word. And she's like four. And then you go like, oh my God, their future is safe because these kids want to know the songs. Right. That's And I've been to a few of the shows and you, that it is remarkable. You do see people of all ages who absolutely love the music. Yeah. It's a huge compliment to the Beatles. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
Now, sessions. So this is something I wasn't as familiar with until we had this conversation with Steve. And he has been on some mega hits. The Thriller, Beat It, Lionel Richie. I mean, you you name it. <laughs> Steve Luca, there's probably been a part of it. I mean, the one question on that is that just explain to me, and maybe this is naive, but you have guitar players playing in the sessions that are not necessarily part of the touring band. So they're not playing the shows live, right? So they're they're playing in the studio album, but they're not playing the show live. So yeah. how does that work? Well, I mean, it's it's sort of two different career paths. Okay. You know, you're a studio musician mm-hmm. because of the, the skill set that you've honed, mm-hmm. or you've concentrated more on touring and playing live okay. with a certain, identified with a certain artist, like I was with Etta James. Mm-hmm. And often those meet. And as the case was with Etta James, I started recording with her a year after I got with her and did my right. first album with her in in um, Fort Lee, New Jersey, you know, <laughs> at Chess Records. And there was the band already built in and I was the only white guy. And, Amazing. you know, so you kind of learn uh, quickly how to adapt. And, and then... Two years after that, I was recording a new album with Etta James with the great Jerry Wexler producing right, right. there in Los Angeles with some of the biggest names in in recorded music uh, alongside of us. Jerry Wexler, of course, with Aretha Franklin fame, uh, you know, he produced Respect. You know, right, right. Oh and, my gosh, huge. Yeah. Are there any sessions that you've been involved in that you that we wouldn't know? Kind of like Steve. Oh, tons. Really? But uh, if you'll all go to, I think it's called allmusic.com. Okay. They've done a really good job of uh, categorizing and noting everyone's accomplishment anywhere. If you're anybody, it's in there. Really? And what is allmusic.com? Yes. You just look up the person. You can see all the songs they've been part of. Yes, go to allmusic.com and search your pal, whoever that is. Oh, my gosh. That's super cool. Okay, I'm doing that before our next after show. We're going to have more to talk about on that. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so you you and Steve also have kind of an interesting connection in the fact that Steve snubs the king of pop, Michael Jackson, in a super awkward way. And it is so funny. And you had a very similar experience with Paul. You had your audition show at the Super Bowl. And then he kind of welcomed you to the team after that show. You went home to cram all the music and get ready for mm-hmm. tour. And and all of a sudden, you get a phone call from Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. And you do not believe it's him. Clearly, you were not expecting the phone call. So tell us, give us a little insight into what you were thinking. <laughs> yeah, well. Well, I mean, honestly, no one's expecting a phone call from Paul McCartney, you know, just as Stephen wasn't uh, expecting a call from Michael Jackson. But yeah, the phone rings. I'm at home uh, and there's a voice that comes on. Hi, Brian. I go, hello. He says, hi, it's Paul. And I went, Paul who? And he goes, you know, Paul, the bass player. And I go, Paul, he goes, Paul McCartney. And I go, no way. (laughs) And he just laughed so hard. He handed the phone to John, his assistant, and they just laughed for for about five minutes. So what was he calling for? Just to say he was loving uh, watching some video we had just uh, recorded. It was very early days. Oh, that's so cute. He called you personally to tell you that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So your audition with him was the Super Bowl. 
I just, I honestly don't know if there is a bigger audition known to man. I mean, yeah. you have 60, 70, 80,000 people in the audience that yeah. are there live. Mm-hmm. And then you've got 100 million people watching on TV. Mm-hmm. And you are next to this living legend, Paul McCartney, singing yeah. Beatles songs. This is the first show that you've ever done with mm-hmm. him. Had, did you meet him before you went on stage? Oh, yeah. Okay, I mean, you, you, yeah. you guys had rehearsed and everything, correct? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, but how was that to step on stage with him? How much pressure is on you? And what are you thinking before you, what song did you play, first of all? It's a song called Freedom. Okay. And it was a, a, a song from his uh, album called Driving Rain. Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, no pressure at all, right? Just 100 million people worldwide, at least. Right. And 77,000 in the stadium. And it's my audition. It's going to be my first time, you know, being seen with Paul McCartney. And now I had told a, a group of my friends that I was about to do this. But there's nothing that can take away the sort of sheer, you know, impact that this is about to happen, you know. And uh, so we did it and it kind of went like a dream. You know, it's like four minutes or whatever. And uh, do you remember any of it? Sure, I do. Wow. Yeah, nice. I do. And then I remember we were all sort of whisked off to go up to a skybox to watch the rest of the game. Well, to watch the whole game. This was pre-show 2002 before the national anthem Mm -hmm. one song right right and we later came back to do the halftime show that's that's a separate thing this was 2002 earliest of days my very first thing we come back up go up to our skybox and we're watching the game and paul's sitting up there and and uh the rest of us are scattered in those little seats that they have in front of a skybox and we're watching the game and i'm going like that just happened. Oh my God, that's so cool. <laughs> then you walk up and you start socializing and here comes Winona Judd and Paul's chatting with her and then I pop by and he called me, Brian, come here and introduces me to Winona and her great red hair flaring. And he said, uh, he said, Winona, this is, this is Brian and this is his little audition. <laughs> and I, and I said, audition. yeah, this is my little audition, just my little intimate uh, audition. Before and you go on stage at the Super Bowl, what is going through your mind? I mean, uh, your mind is racing. Yeah, obviously, right. You know, your I mean, mind, your heart, the, everything. Did you have any anything you did for good luck before you went on stage, or was it everything was moving uh, too I, fast? I cried. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, you know, often I, I will actually go pray. Yeah. So you know, that's mm-hmm. something that has uh, guided me and helped me through. Sometimes it's just. Right you know, a way to reset and connect with right. something other than your own imagination. You know what I mean? Do you do that? Is that kind of your pre-show tradition? Do you do that before every show? Off and on. Yeah. Not, not all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. So you and you and Steve also really get into sobriety. Really, Steve talks very candidly about how uh, sobriety or alcoholism, drug use almost ruined his career. And the sobriety really he credits with saving his career, that he was mm. squandering his career. He was people were calling him out. He was super puffy when he looked in the mirror. He couldn't look at himself. He was day drinking. He's very open about this mm. in the interview. And you ask him, was there a breaking point? Mm -hmm. Was there that point where he just said, all right, enough is enough? You obviously have a, a sobriety story as well that you've spoken openly about. Was there a breaking point for you? Yeah, you know, it's it's similar to Steve in that I was having a great career and I had not blown my career mm -hmm. and but I knew that things were not going as well as they should and and I was sort of I was having a really bad day. I had blown up my car. I had pissed someone off. <laughs> you know, I'd really done the, you know, like the trifecta. Right, you know, right. Blow up your car, piss off a friend, you know, someone cancels on you. Right. And I was just feeling really sorry for myself and called a friend of mine uh, named Katie, who was a very big actress and an old friend of mine that I went to junior high with. And uh, I was, you know, telling my story of woe, you know, woe is me. 
And she goes, after a little while, she goes, okay, well, I got to go. I'm going to a meeting. And it's like 6.30 at night. I, what kind of meeting are you going to at this time? Right. She said, well, I, I'm going to a 12-step a, a meeting. And I said, whoa, wow. I didn't know that you needed that. And she goes, well, I don't know that I do either. I'm 30 days sober and I like how it feels. And I went, well, I'll come along with you and support you with this <laughs> new thing. You know, come to find out it, she was tricking me into going right. because she could tell I could use it and right, I went right. and that was that was the end of it for me wow crazy thing I didn't finish the joint when I got home never finished you the joint mid joint I'm left mid joint wow yeah. you came home and you threw it away and you never looked back it actually stayed in my drawer for a little while just as a little you know a safety a comfort just in case thing. just in case just things in got case. wild wow and yeah I stuck it out man and so how many years uh, I just celebrated 34 years. Yeah. Congrats. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, That's you. a huge accomplishment. Well, you know, uh, I wouldn't be doing things that I'm doing at the level I'm doing if I would have continued the way I was going. Right. Know? The handwriting was on yeah. the wall. Yes. that Not just handwriting. There was a lot of things on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another after show. Yes. 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 <laughs> All right. So we are going to wrap it up with the audience questions and our lightning round. So... We had a lot of great audience questions again, and please also keep them coming. So we are going to keep uh, ticking them off during every after show. One that I thought was really interesting uh, is when you guys are out, you tour with a Beatle, with a former Beatle, Paul McCartney. And one of the questions was, why do you never play the Beatles guitars on tour? Mm. Well, I play guitars that work for the song to my ears. Okay. Also, we are famously not a karaoke band. So there's right. a lot of bands out there doing tribute that do it very well. Lots of them all right. over the world. We've seen one in Japan. Yeah. Japanese guys. That did Paul McCartney tribute? That do a Beatles tribute. Or Beatles tribute. Okay. And so, and they'll play all the guitars for the various eras of the Beatles. And there were many of the guitars and basses and drums they used back then. And it just isn't really our choice. Also, you know, um, that's not the point. It's right. more the point to sort of um, approximate the tone and bring it to life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a museum. It's it. These are living, you know, breathing arrangements by living men on stage uh, playing the songs in real time. And so you guys are ad-libbing on stage a lot of the time, or is it, I mean, you're obviously very well rehearsed, but do you kind of do different things during different shows, or how does that go? Well, sure. To, to an extent, we're humans, you know, right. and Paul is very in the moment. Um, at the same time, the songs are sort of sacrosanct. You know, mm -hmm. there there is a great deal of reverence and respect for these songs and every hook embedded inside. Well, us Beatle fans, we Love would it. hang on to every single note and everything. All 60,000 people in the audience are hanging on to that. Yeah, and they want to hear their memories delivered in the way that resonates with them. Right. So we we appreciate that. We're reverent, but we're also humans. So right. Paul might you know play a little different guitar lick, and that might make me play a different you know, bass lick. Right. And it, and it's on like that. And, uh, but you know, the background vocals and 
uh, many of the solos are sort of note for note because right. you really want to serve up what people are used to. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that makes total sense. And one person asked about rituals and traditions pre-show, which we really kind of already talked about, unless you have anything else. Oh, yeah. So, well, you know, Paul will often come to the dressing room and we'll just hang out and do a little bit of singing and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, if you've ever seen any DVD of us live, you'll see some of that included. Right, right. Yeah, and I pretty much stay away from talking about all the details, but yeah, it's yeah, there's a lot of information out there on that stuff. Okay, so last audience question for today is your early inspirations. You have talked about the Beatles and Elvis. But I know you've also talked about, uh, you know, blues mm-hmm. and how you like that's really where rock, rock and roll began. So any other early inspirations, you know, your favorite blues artists or any, anyone else besides the Beatles or Elvis that really kind of inspired you? Well, it's interesting. I discovered rhythm and blues and blues music and doo-wop music from a pirate radio station blasting out of Tijuana, Mexico with this wild DJ who had this great personality and he had this wolf call going on in the background, all echoey, you know, and I'm going, oh my God, who is this freaky guy? <laughs> you know, and really intriguing, really compelling. It was Wolfman Jack. Oh, who wow. went yeah. on to be a huge star. Um, and he liked that music. He didn't play a whole lot of the sort of more white pop. He didn't play a lot of the sort of manicured, produced, uh, you know, pop of the era. He tended more towards rhythm and blues and R&B, doo-wop. And I I just, he was serving up something on that radio station that really caught fire for me. Mm-hmm. And it would sort of light my soul to go back and look at the music that it had informed people like the Beatles, the Stones, mm-hmm. you know, and that was, uh, you know, my favorites like Albert King and B.B. King and Otis Rush and... Bobby Bland and all all these great musicians, Howlin' Wolf, uh, nice. you know, all of these guys that really built the foundation that rock and roll was built upon, you know, and wow. Chuck, obviously Chuck Berry. Right, right. Of course. Yeah, I hear yeah. you talk about Chuck quite a bit. Very nice. Well, so the lightning round. You Okay, again, do we remember? One is music and one is not music. Okay, so if these, you say so. Don't get, <laughs> this is very serious. Don't there's, get mad. There's no thinking. <laughs> okay. And one, uh, or number one, music question. You are uh, not just a guitar player. You write and you sing as well. And you, your music gets played often on Underground Garage, Stephen Van Zandt's serious radio station. So my question to you is, of all of your original music that you have created, which currently is your favorite? Well, it's funny you should ask that question right after me telling the story about uh, Wolfman Jack, because I have a song called Pirate Radio. Oh which is, I guess, about a year old now, mm-hmm. that uh, is on Wicked Cool Records that a little Steven played a lot on the radio station. And then a more recent one called Got a New Thing. So those mm-hmm. would be my two favorites. If I'm allowed to, mm-hmm. those are the two. Not really. That's kind of cheating, but uh, it's already out there. So. It's already out there. <laughs> yeah. Can't put it back in the tube. We're going to let this slide this week, but next week, no, that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> All right, so... Next question has nothing to do with music. Professionally, if you were not a musician, what would you be? Mm, that's a great question. Well, I love architecture and that kind of thing. So I would probably be an architect, except that would require 
a ton of schooling and I don't want to go back to school. So I'm just going to stay into music. Are you, are you sketching around the house at all? Like practicing Um, just as a hobby? No, I just take it in, you know, you know, we're out here in the desert right now in Palm Springs and there's so much great sort of, uh, cutting edge mid-century architecture that's original Mm -hmm. that's you know very much um appreciated here and conserved you know there's a great conservation move out here and i just love that stuff yeah awesome love it all right well that wraps up week three of the tour we will see you next week sounds good i'll be here Thank you, everyone, for listening. On Tour and the After Show are productions of iHeartRadio and Black Barrel Media. This show was produced by me, Mandy Wimmer, with executive producer Noel Brown. For more information about On Tour, visit our website, blackbarrelmedia.com. For behind-the-scenes photos from these interviews and to interact with us, visit our social media at On Tour on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more shows from iHeartRadio and Black Barrel Media, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, 
fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.